Hey guys, so before the second episode of the Captivated for Christ podcast begins, I want to give, begin with a reminder to pray for the people of Siberia, Greenland, Alaska, but especially for the country of Brazil right now. If you guys don't know, um, the Amazon rainforest was caught on fire yesterday, and smoke from the Amazon rainforest has been showing up and going all over the country of Brazil and has made its way down to Sao Paulo. And for those of you who aren't aware, Sao Paulo is in the southern end of Brazil, so that means that the smoke that's come from the Amazon rainforest has basically made its way all the way down to the southern countryside of Brazil. So I wanted to begin today by reminding you guys to keep the people of Brazil in your prayers, and especially our brothers and sisters in Christ of Brazil and your prayers. Um, this is a very troubling time for the people of Brazil and especially for the people who love the Amazon rainforest. It was a natural beauty of the world and it's really, really sad to see one of God's beautiful creations caught on fire, especially with young, something so unique as the Amazon rainforest. So I want to begin today with a reminder to please keep the people of Brazil and of course, Greenland, Siberia, and even people in the state of Alaska in your prayers because this is a very troubling time. And for the people of Brazil who may be listening in this podcast, I will be praying for you guys and I'll be keeping you all my prayers. But with that out of the way, be sure to enjoy the second episode of the Captivated for Christ podcast. Welcome to the Captivated for Christ podcast, episode number two. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. John 10 27. Welcome to the Captivated for Christ podcast, weekly encouragement to keep you captivated by God's love. And here's your host, Nathaniel Bridgman. Welcome, welcome to the Captivated for Christ podcast. I am your humble host, Nathaniel Bridgman. Now, I wanted to begin today's show by beginning with a prayer to ask the Holy Spirit to come and to, you know, bless our time here together before I begin today's lesson. So if you are with me, please bow your heads and close your eyes and I'll begin. Um, Father, thank you so much for this great day. I thank you for your great love. I thank you for the opportunity to record another episode of this podcast. And I thank you for all those who are listening, Lord Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, can you please bless those who are listening, Lord Jesus, right now. And I ask, Holy Spirit, can you please use this episode to minister to their lives. And Holy Spirit, can you please come, Holy Spirit, and be our teacher today and lead us through understanding of your scriptures and help us to learn more about you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for your great love and thank you for this opportunity. And I pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So to start today's lesson, I want to tell you guys a little bit about myself. So when I was 13, I struggled a lot with depression and suicidal thoughts. And in my in the midst of my depression, I asked God a lot of questions about myself, mainly why I was still here on the earth. And I remember there was one time in my front yard when I was standing, crying out loud to God and asking God, God, why am I still here on this earth? Why can't I live with you in heaven? Because I would read scriptures about how great heaven was. But then I heard something tell me something. I heard a voice say, because I still have work for you to do here on the earth. And there's still more I want to give you here on the earth and bless you. And I realized something in that moment. In that moment, I didn't just hear any other voice. What I heard was the voice of God. 
Hearing the voice of God is one of the most important principles that we as Christians must apply in our everyday lives. Yet the truth is many of us struggle to hear the voice of God. In fact, many Christians today don't even know if they hear God's voice. Many of the reasons why is because many of them think either A, God doesn't speak to them, B, they don't know if they'll be able to hear God's voice, or C, they even wonder if they do hear a voice, if that voice was really from God or from the enemy. And all these are valid points, but the truth is God still speaks to us to this day. Just because he said a lot of things and a lot of prophets wrote them down in scripture doesn't mean that God stopped talking to us. In fact, many times in scripture, when you look throughout the history of the Bible, every single biblical prophet or hero had one thing in common. And that one thing in common was that they heard the voice of God. And when they learned how to hear God's voice, they learned how to have conversations with God. And as a result of them hearing, uh, having, sorry, having conversations with their heavenly father, they were allowed to know what God had in store for them. And once they learned what God had in store for them, God blessed them beyond all measures and used them to do great things. And as a, whenever I read scripture and I read a story about how a biblical prophet hears God's voice, I'm often asked with the question, gee, what if more people in the body of Christ knew how to hear God's voice just like the people did in scripture? Well, along my way in, the bo- in my walk with God, I learned something. What I learned was that God still speaks to us today. The question is, do we really know how to hear his voice? And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Today, we're going to be looking at how to hear the voice of God. We're going to be talking about what scripture says about hearing God's voice. I'm then going to give some reasons as to why it's important to hear God's voice as followers of Jesus Christ. And then we're going to conclude our time by looking at how God speaks to us and how we can make sure that we are listening to the voice of God. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. And I guarantee you, by the end of this episode, you will have the ability to have a conversation with your Heavenly Father and your brother, Jesus Christ. And that's what I hope I can bring to today for today's episode, is to help improve your relationship with God. So that way, it's not just reading scripture, but that you can truly learn how to hear the audible voice of God. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. So if you have your Bibles with you, open up to Exodus chapter 33, verses 7 through 11. Now, before I begin reading this scripture, while you guys are turning to Exodus chapter 33, verses 7 through 11, (laughs) 7 11, I just noticed that. Um, So the context of the scripture is this is the point in Exodus where after Aaron and the Israelites had made the golden calf, you know, I, I'm assuming some of you have probably, you know, know the story very well. If you don't know the story very well, after the Israelites were free out of Egypt, God took the Israelites to Mount Sinai. And as they were out Mount Sinai, God gave the Israelites a list of different commandments and gave Moses a different list of commandments. But while Moses was talking with God, the Israelites down below couldn't hear God's voice And as a result of them not hearing God's voice, they made an idol, a.k.a. a golden calf, which is basically a a golden statue of a cow. And after they made this golden statue of a cow, God told Moses to go down and God saw the horror of what he saw of his own children making a false idol that was against him. 
And as a result of their disobedience, God gave Moses these tablets, and Moses threw the tablets down and destroyed the golden calf. And after Moses destroyed the golden calf, God told Moses and the Israelites that it was time for them to leave the mountain and to continue on the journey on which God had for them. And in chapter 33, in the basically the section I'm going to read, in this section, it talks about how Moses was able to communicate with God. Because back then, in the time of Exodus, people didn't have the written word of God, which is the Bible. They didn't really see that many visions that much. And they had wise counsel, but not many of the wise counsel listened to God. So whenever God would communicate to them, all they had was Moses, because Moses was the only one who actually knew how to hear the audible voice of God. And so beginning in chapter 7 of, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, beginning in verse 7 of chapter 33, the author of Exodus describes how Moses was able to hear God's voice and how he was able to talk with God. And I'll begin in verse 7. So if you have your Bibles with you, follow along with me. I'll begin in verse 7 and end in verse 11. Now Moses used to take a, pit, a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance, while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to his tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face, as a man speaks with his friend, then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. All right, so that's the end of the passage of Scripture in Exodus chapter 33. And a lot happens in these few verses alone in this passage of Scripture. You know, we learn a lot about how Moses communicated with God. We learned about how the Israelites found out what God wanted them to do. And we also learned the kind of setting that Moses would go into in order to hear God's voice. But for those of you who aren't used to reading scripture, this may be very confusing to some people. And especially the verse, the final verse, where it talks about Moses speaking to God face-to-face as with a friend, because most of us don't have that experience. Most of our experiences with God are going to church, reading our Bible, and doing other stuff like that. Many of us don't have the same experience as Moses did, where he spoke to God face-to-face. But the truth is, although we can't see God face to face like Moses did, we can still speak to him and have a conversation with God just as we do with a friend, just as Moses did. And there are some things that I noticed that Moses did to in or- when that he did in order to have a conversation with God in the scripture. The first thing that I noticed that Moses did in the scripture was that Moses created a place to be with God alone. He created the tent of meeting. The tent of meeting was a place that Moses, it was a special place for Moses to go where he could be alone with God. And that's many, and that's what many biblical scholars and many people who are famous within the body of Christ, whenever they spend with time with God, whether it's through reading scripture or just worshiping him, those who follow Christ usually have a special place, whether it be in their home, whether it be at work or any other place, most of us who follow Christ have a special place where we can be alone with God. And that's exactly what Moses did with the tent of meeting. He didn't just set up the tent of meeting because it was a nice tent. 
He set it up so that way he can be alone with his heavenly father, with the God who created him. And that's one of the ways that God wants to spend time with us. You see, when God wants to spend time with us, one of the things he loves to do is for us to pick a special place where we could go and be with him. For me in my dad's apartment, my special place to be with God is the living room when I'm all alone. And whenever I'm all alone and want to spend time with God, I usually go to the living room, I open up my Bible, I worship for a little bit, and I even spend some time hearing God's voice. Because the living room is a special place for me where I can be alone with God. And that's what the tent of meeting was for Moses. Moses created this special place to be alone with God, and as a result of that, God came down and spent time with Moses. And that's another thing I noticed about out in this chapter is that when Moses would go to the tent of meeting, since it was a place that Moses created to be with God, when Moses came there alone, God would come down and speak with Moses. So whenever we're alone in the presence of God and we have a special place where we could go and be with God, chances are nine times out of ten, God's probably going to come down through his Holy Spirit and speak to you, whether it be through scripture or through any other ways. If we take time out of our daily lives and find a special place to be alone with God and we ask the Holy Spirit to come nine times out of ten, in fact, I'd even say a hundred percent of the time, the Holy Spirit's going to come. Jesus said that God knows how to give good gifts. So if you who are fathers know how to give good gifts to your son, how much more will God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? And whenever Moses would go in the tent of meeting, whenever he would ask God to come down, that's what I did. God came down and he spent time with Moses just as Moses spent time with God. So those are two things I noticed. Moses created a special place to be with God alone. And whenever Moses would go there alone, God would come down. And the third thing I noticed was the thing I noticed in the final verse in verse 11. The thing I notice is that whenever God would spend time with Moses and whenever Moses would spend time with God in the special tent of meeting, God would speak to Moses as if he was his best friend. Now, many of us, this is confusing for a lot of us, especially who are churchgoers, because many of us are taught growing up in the church, oh, in or- the way that God speaks to us is just through scripture. And that is true. God does speak to us through scripture. But that's very different from the way God spoke to Moses in this chapter. The way God spoke to Moses in this chapter wasn't just through a written text. It was as if he was a friend. It was as if Moses would pick up a telephone that day and call God up as if he was his best friend. You know? (laughs) I mean, it's just so, so fascinating to look at verse 11, the way that the author describes the way that Moses would talk to God. It's as if Moses would meet God at a restaurant or a bar and have a conversation with him. And many of us don't like to view God in that way as coming down and wanting to have a relationship with him. But that's the purpose of why Jesus came to this earth. Jesus came to this earth and died on the cross for our sins and rose again so he could have a relationship with us. And the relationship that God wants with us is the same relationship described in Exodus 33. The kind where God would speak to Moses face to face as if he were his best friend. And that's what God wants to be with you. God doesn't want to be just up there in heaven doing all the work for you. God wants to be your best friend. 
He wants to be there for you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to be there for you and speak out his love for you. He doesn't just want to sit there up in heaven, have you read about him and not actually experience his love. God wants to have a conversation with you and have an actual living, breathing relationship with you. And that's the amazing thing about hearing God's voice and why God speaks to us today. God doesn't just want to, you know, as I said, sit down and have you just read about him and that's all your relationship is. I mean, do you guys know about a marriage and a marital relationship where the husband and the wife, all they do is just read about each other yet never interact with each other? To me, it sounds like they're not even married at all. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. God doesn't want you to just know about him. He wants you to know him. And so, yeah, sorry, I went on a little tangent there. But yeah, those are just some things I noticed from Exodus chapter 33 is that Moses created a place to be with God alone. And whenever Moses would go there alone, God came down. And whenever God came down, he would speak to Moses face to face as with a friend. So those are just some things I noticed about hearing God's voice from this chapter. But then it begs the question, why is it important to hear God's voice in the first place? Well, the first reason on why it's important for us as Christians to hear God's voice is to improve our relationship with him. Going back to the marriage metaphor about the couple where all they do is just read about their spouse and not actually talk with them, is that really a relationship? I mean, what relationship do you know of where all you know about the person is just their Wikipedia article? That's not a living, breathing relationship. That's basically you knowing the person without actually knowing them. And that's why it's important to hear God's voice. He wants to have a living and breathing relationship with us. It's still important to read scripture. In fact, God actually speaks through scripture very often. But if we don't learn how to hear God's voice, will we really be having a relationship with him? I mean, so many of us as Christians go to church every day. We sometimes read our Bibles, we sing a little worship songs, but then we go throughout our daily lives. But that's not what God wants for us. God wants so much more for us as the body of Christ. He wants to get to know you, and most of all, he wants you to get to know him. But how are you actually going to get to know God more just by reading about him instead of actually having a conversation with him? What you need to do is both. Read scripture and then actually learn how to hear God's voice, and you'll know more about God than you could ever imagine. And that's the second reason on why it's important to hear God's voice. The second reason as to why it's important to hear God's voice is to know him more. When we learn how to actually have a conversation with God, just as Moses did, we learn more about God than we could ever possibly learn about him in scripture. And it's important because all scripture is God-breathed, used for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and equipping each other in acts of righteousness. And it does teach us a lot about God. But when we learn how to hear God's voice, when we hear what God has to think about us, it teaches us more about God than we could ever possibly imagine. Suddenly, it's not just someone telling us about God through scripture. It's actually us experiencing God's presence. It's us listening to his quiet, still, small voice telling us that he loves us. It's us knowing him more without just reading a Wikipedia article about him. And the Bible is important to read. I'm not trying to disquote it. I love scripture. 
But unless we know how to hear God's voice, man, we are missing so much out of our relationship with God if all we do is just read about him without actually interacting him. And once we interact with God, we learn more about him than we could ever possibly know. And one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite books, um, if you haven't read a book, it's called, oh, sorry, (laughs) I don't know what I was saying there. Um, But yeah, a while ago, I read a book called That Really You, God, by a guy named Lauren Cunningham. Now, Lauren Cunningham is the founder of a missionary organization called YWAM, aka Youth with a Mission. And in this book, Lauren basically details his life and how his life was built upon the principle of hearing God's voice and learning how to hear the audible voice of God. And when he was talking to his wife, Darlene Cunningham, he explains this in the book. One day when he was talking to his wife, Darlene Cunningham, on all the times that he learned to hear the audible voice of God, Darlene said something to him that really changed how I viewed learning to hear God's voice. And she said, the reason why we hear God's voice is so we can know him more. And once I read that line from the book, it changed how I viewed scripture. Because so many times when we read in scripture about these biblical heroes like Gideon or Moses or David, and we hear these these stories of biblical heroes learning how to hear God's voice, they in two learn more about God and they did just by reading the Torah or reading the old law. So that's the second reason on why it's important to hear God's voice is to know him more. Now, the third reason on why it's important to hear God's voice is to get answers. Many of us in our walk with God have a certain calling upon our life. Well, how can we know what our calling is unless we actually ask God what our calling is? Now, that's not the main number one reason as to why God wants to speak to us. The main reason, of course, is to have a relationship with us and for us to know him more But it's very helpful when we learn how to hear God's voice. It's very helpful to know what God wants us to do. And how can we know what God wants us to do unless we actually hear him tell us what he wants us to do? I mean, imagine back to when you were a little kid and your parents wanted you to do a chore. How would you know what your parents want? How would you know what chore your parents wanted you to do? unless they physically told you what chore they wanted to do, you to do. Sure, they could have a chore chart, they could have a chore list, but unless they actually physically tell you about the chore list, then you won't know what they want you to do. And it's the same principle in our relationship with God. Unless we physically hear what God wants us to do, we may sometimes never know what the true calling upon our life really is. We can read about it in Scripture, but there's so much more as to, what our, as to what God wants to do with your life. And once we learn how to hear his voice, we can find out what those things are from God. So those are just three reasons as to why it's important to hear God's voice, to improve our relationship with him, to get answers from him, and to know him more. So then that asks the question, how does God actually speak to us? In other words, how can we truly hear the voice of God? Well, in order to truly hear the voice of God, we need to look at the ways that God speaks to us through this day. And the first way that God speaks to us is through scripture. Now, yes, I know you may be confused. You're like, Nate, I thought that you were saying that there's more to your relationship with God than through scripture. And yes, that is true. But it doesn't mean that it's not important to read his word. The Bible is the written word of God. God still speaks to us through scripture. 
He may not speak to us as often through scripture as through other ways, but he still speaks to us through scripture. It's still important for us to read his word because when we read God's word, we learn about the character of God. We improve our walk with God. And ultimately, we disciple ourselves to become better followers of Jesus when we read his word. As Paul writes in 1 Timothy 3, 16-17, All scripture is God-breathed, used for teaching, correcting, rebuking, equipping, and training each other as an act of righteousness. The Bible is like God's instruction manual on how to live a holy life and how to live a life pleasing to him. But it's also the story of how God redeemed humanity through his son, Jesus Christ. The Bible is a beautiful piece of literature, and God gave it to us so we could learn about his heart for other people and ultimately how he wants us to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and how he wants us to love other people. And sometimes when I'm in a time of intercession with other people or sometimes when I'm alone with God, oftentimes God will give me a verse. God can sometimes give me a verse to say to other people, as a word of encouragement to other people, or sometimes God will give me a passage of scripture describing my, my current situation. And whenever God does give me a passage of scripture about a current situation, when I'm in a walk with him, it's extremely powerful because it shows that God already talked about the situation and already dealt with the situation before in the past. Our situation may be nothing new to God. And honestly, it probably is nothing new to God. And when God shows us in scripture that what we're going through is something that he can handle, it's a huge comfort to us. At least it is for me. So that's the first way that God speaks to us is through scripture. The second way that God speaks to us is through wise counsel, through the counsel of other people. Now, I've had multiple different mentors and teachers and pastors in my walk with God, and all of them have been absolutely amazing. And when I spend alone time with them and ask them for advice, God a lot of times uses them to speak to me personally. And it's amazing when God uses other people to speak to me. When he speaks to me during a one-on-one session with one of my mentors, when he speaks to me through my dad, when he speaks to me through a pastor giving a sermon, when God uses other people to speak in my life, it's really powerful. And it's a great way that God communicates a different message to us. And through, it's important to still read it through scripture, but when we hear other people getting the same message and encouraging us with that scripture through wise counsel, it's very, very powerful. Now, through counsel, there also has to be a level of caution because just as God uses counsel in our own lives to influence our own lives, sometimes the enemy can use counsel to distract our own lives. So we do have to be careful who we listen to when it comes to counseling. We always have to make sure that we have our Bibles open whenever a pastor is giving a sermon or whenever we're seeking the wise advice of a friend or a mentor. We always have to make sure that their advice is biblical. But this is a very powerful way that God speaks to us is through wise counsel. The third way that God speaks to us is through visions and dreams. I love it when God gives me a vision because it's just so, so powerful when God gives me this amazing illustrative vision of what he wants to do. If you read the prophet books, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and all the other prophetic books of the Bible, most of these books are made up of visions. And this is a very powerful way that God still speaks to us to this day. Many times during an intercession, 
session i can <laughs> intercession session i think it's pretty cool <laughs> um but many times during a session of intercession um well i always usually have one person give a vision or a dream that god is trying to communicate to us usually whenever god uses a vision is to communicate a specific message to us and he'll use that vision as a metaphor to help convey the message that god is trying to tell us and visions are very powerful. They're extremely creative and unique. And what I love most about visions and dreams is that they give us a glimpse into God's space, aka the spirit world. Visions are our way of, com of God communicating what's going on in the spirit world. Sometimes it's metaphorically, sometimes it's reality. Spiritual warfare happens around us every day and visions are God's warning of what's going on in the realm of spiritual warfare. Now, sometimes, unfortunately, the enemy can use visions and dreams against us. So just like with wise counsel, we always have to have our Bibles open to make sure that what we see from God is in Scripture and is through Scripture. But that's the third way that God speaks to us. The fourth and most powerful way that God speaks to us today, in my opinion, the most common way that God speaks to us, and that's through his small quiet voice of affirmation. When you, we hear God's small, quiet voice of affirmation, it is one of the most powerful experiences, in my opinion, in the history of mankind. To know the voice of God and to hear his voice of affirmation for us is the greatest privilege in the history of mankind. And it's such a powerful moment whenever we hear God's voice, whenever we hear him speaking to us, because it, it goes away from, you know, us reading about God's love to actually hearing God tell us how much he loves us. And that's what today's message is all about. Today's message is all about why it's important to hear God's small, quiet voice of affirmation. There was a moment in my life, um, I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but I took a five-month school called the Discipleship Training School with Youth with a Mission, where I learned how to hear God's voice. And there was a moment in my schooling where I was really struggling with what God thought about me, because I had made a bunch of mistakes in my past, and I had a lot of doubt about myself, and I felt like I was worthless. I didn't feel like I was a good person at all, and I didn't think that there was any possible way that God could ever possibly love me. But then my school leader actually told me to ask God what he thought about me. And so that night I asked the Lord Jesus what he thought about me. And I heard him tell me that he loves me. And in that moment, I heard God's voice telling me all the traits that he thought about me, that I was amazing, that I was smart, that I was funny, that I was handsome for Pete's sake. He listed off so many amazing traits about me, but that's not just what he, but he didn't just stop it there. He also showed me moments of my life that he remembers and all of them were amazing and beautiful moments of my life. In that moment, when I learned how to hear the audible voice of God and when I heard what God thought about me, it changed my life. My walk with God went from being reading about what God thought about me to actually hearing and confirming what God thought about me. And that's why it's so important for all of us, 
all of us within the body of Christ to learn how to hear the voice of affirmation from God. Because when we learn how to hear God's quiet, still voice, our lives can be changed forever. So those are the ways in which God speaks to us. But now begs the question, how can we actually hear the small, still voice of affirmation that is the voice of God? Well, luckily for you, I have the method. The method I found out on how we can start hearing the voice of God as Christians every day is a method I call the Habakkuk method. Now, for those of you who don't know, Habakkuk is a prophetic book in the Bible, and the entire book is basically a conversation between God and the prophet Habakkuk. The first chapter details Habakkuk asking questions to God, and the rest half of the chapter is God giving Habakkuk his answers. And the book is very short. If you want to read it in your Bible, I definitely recommend it. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible, and it's a very easy read. It's only like, in my Bible, it's only three pages. And it's a really, really powerful book. And it's an amazing example of how God always answers us when we ask him questions. And so the Habakkuk method is basically when we ask God questions and we hear what his answers are. So that's what I want you guys to do. Today, for those of you who don't know how to hear God's voice, I want you to try out the Habakkuk method. I want you to ask God these three questions out loud and hear what his answers are. And those three questions are, Lord Jesus, do you love me? Lord Jesus, are you proud of me? And Lord Jesus, do you delight over me? I'm going to repeat those questions again. Lord Jesus, do you love me? Lord Jesus, are you proud of me? And Lord Jesus, do you delight over me? And whenever you hear the answer, if you want to, you can write it down. I definitely recommend it. I don't always write down what God says to me. Whenever I do, it's always very powerful. Um, and so that's what I want you guys to do for those of you who don't know how to hear God's voice, is I want you to ask God those three questions. And I want you to listen. I want you to take time and listen as to what he's saying to you. I want you to listen to God's quiet, still voice. Because whenever you hear God's voice calling out to you, saying, I love you. You are my son or daughter. You are perfect, pure, amazing, smart, and holy. And he starts listing off these amazing traits about you. It's an amazing experience that I guarantee you guys will definitely not forget. Today we talked about why it's important to hear God's voice. We looked at an example of how one of the biblical prophets and Moses heard God's voice. We also talked about why it's important to hear God's voice, and we listed off how God speaks to us and how we can personally hear God's voice. So now it's up to you. Are you going to take the challenge and improve your relationship with God today by learning how to hear his voice? Or are you just going to sit back and not do anything about your relationship with God? All I know is this. God wants a living, loving, and breathing relationship with you. And unless you learn how to hear the quiet, still voice of God, then are you really having a loving relationship with him? Father, I thank you so much for this day, and I thank you for your great love, and I thank you for speaking to us through your scriptures. And I thank you, God, that you have given us the ability to hear your voice and to hear your quiet, still voice, O oh Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that you still speak to us, and we thank you so much for all that you've taught 
us today, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for your great love, and thank you for your mercy. And I ask, Holy Spirit, as these as the people who listen to this podcast go and listen to your voice, Lord Jesus, I ask, Holy Spirit, can you please speak to them and show them what you think about them, how you truly love them, how you're proud of them, and how you constantly delight over them. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Captivated for Christ podcast, guys. It really means a lot. If you guys like this podcast, be sure to leave a like on SoundCloud. And if you want to hear more episodes of the podcast, be sure to follow me on SoundCloud. And guys, thank you so much once again for listening. And I hope that this podcast can keep you captivated by God's great love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Captivated for Christ podcast. To find out more information or to view more episodes, please go to Captivated for Christ on SoundCloud.com.